when your child comes to you and you put your hand on their head and you give them a kiss afterwards, tell them something that you are proud of, that they exemplified and demonstrated that week. This week, I saw you help mommy clean the playroom. We are so proud of you. I heard this week you went, there was a kid in your class who was missing a snack. Your teacher called me and said you gave away your snack. That doesn't create jealousy because everybody could do that. And every week, a father has to be cognizant and looking throughout the week for the good in your children. How many times do we do that? We don't focus on it. So I'm very ultra-focused. And sometimes I even write it down. What am I going to say Friday night? And it's an unbelievable chinuch tactic. It shows love, a connection, a concern. And the kids look forward to that. Baruchim Abayim, and welcome to Chazak's Torah Talks. Tuesday program with special guys. We have Rabbi Ari Nurith, all the way from Edison, New Jersey. Baruch Haba, welcome. Thank you, Rabbi. Have, <laughs> pleasure. Oh, great to see the rabbi. We were actually originally supposed to do this via Zoom, and I'm so happy that we're doing this in person. It's so much better uh, to have the rabbi come down to see the operations. And we're going to be speaking about Bezachim, why is parenting so important, which is an exciting and important topic. And before we get to the topic, we'll get a little background about the rabbi and the great work you're involved with. Thank you for having me. I took a tour for a few minutes about Chazak. It's a wonderful place. Oh, Hashem. And they should continue doing the good things that they're doing. Amen. Hashem should give you the strength to continue being successful. Amen. Amen. So my background is as follows. I went to Yeshiva. Oh, really? Near Yeshiva. Okay. Then I went to Providence, Rhode Island, got married, went to Kailo, and went to Ravigda Miller's son's yeshiva, Rav Shmuel Miller's yeshiva, on J. N. Ocean Avenue. I had the zechus to learn by Ravigda Miller in his house for four and a half years, wow. until he was nifter. A lot of what I've learned is from my rabbi, Rabbi Ravigda Miller. A lot of the assertions, the foundations in parenting comes from Rabbi Ravigda Miller. I had the opportunity to ask him questions wow. while at his shiurim in his house. And I used to drive him sometimes and ask him even further questions. Unbelievable. Wow. Following Kailal, Tarmasora suggested that I become a Rebbe. And I moved out to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Became the 8th grade Rebbe there for many years. And from there, I became a principal in Denver, Colorado. Wow. Jumping around, Rebbe. <laughs> yes. Baruch Hashem. So uh, I, I, I'm well-rounded, as yes, they say. for sure. Then came back to my roots, Staten Island, became a Menachal over there in JFS. Then I went to high school, graduated from elementary school, went to high school, and I ran a high school in Brooklyn called Derek Hatora. Very impressive. And um, now I'm in Edison, and I learn in the mornings, and I learn in the evenings in the Kylo, and I speak around the United States, Eretz Yisrael, and wherever there's an opportunity. I write books, right. have CDs, stories, <laughs> and now we're here today. Chazde Hashem, very, very, very impressive. And Yagda uh, Torah, you should continue your amazing work. And I know a lot of the uh, work that the rabbi does, whether it's the book, Parenting on the Parsha, whether it's the CDs, whether it's the classes, whether it's uh, the articles, it's about parenting. It's about chinuch. What's chat? What's the reason that the rabbi feels or thinks uh, this topic, lives this topic? As opposed to so many other topics that a person could uh, be involved with, uh, why is it so important? I appreciate the question, and I appreciate being brought here to discuss it. Yeah, very important. I'll say as follows, that as a parent, and Hashem giving us the gift of children, I want to do it right. 
And as a young parent, it becomes very confusing. How do we raise our children properly? That's what we all want. But sometimes they don't know what the right thing is. It's my emotions. It's my intuition. Maybe I'll read the Reader's Digest and get some ideas. But is that really the right way? And a person could go on in life thinking he's doing it right. And things don't turn out so beautiful or as expected. So I said to myself, I want to learn more about it. And I opened up a sefer written by Ravolbi, the great Mashgiach, Zero Ubingen. And he says over there, a yesoid, a foundation. The foundation is that Chinuch is a mission of the highest priority. As a parent, we have to take that very top seriously. Top priority. Right. Top priority. Top. Parents. Top. Chinuch. Why? Why is it a top priority? Why is it our mission? Because it's our future. <laughs> our children are our future. And if we don't raise our children properly, then what are we going to have in the future? It's not just me as a person. It's just not me and my family. It's your family and your family and anybody else's family. It's the whole seaboard. It's the whole congregation together that's involved. So I said to myself two things. One is my personal life. I want to raise good children because Hashem endowed me with children. It's a gift. Children are a gift. I want to do it right. And the other reason is that if whatever I learn, I want to spread to others. People are always asking, friends among friends, what do you do in this situation? What do you do in this situation? You want to be able to give them proper guidance and advice. So I decided to speak to my rebellion, read Svarim, like Zero Binyan. There's another great sefer called Chinech Malchusi, written by Rav Mordechai Huminer. And these are the Svarim that got me started on the path of writing books in English, writing in the Atet, writing in the FJJ, speaking about on Torah anytime. Amazing, amazing color code, Rabbi uh, Ari Neuwirth, for, for, for doing this for Klaus, for the Jewish people. Very, very much needed. And, you know, just to get an, a, a glimpse or an idea of, of the chinuch tips or, or style, um, you know, one thing that comes to mind as a parent is uh, there's, a, there's a certain time, part of parenting that feels difficult. And, uh, you know, there's different parts that are difficult, but this one seems a little bit more difficult than others, and that's uh, bedtime. Okay, kids, let's go to bed, and all of a sudden it becomes a whole balagan, for lack of better words, and a mess, and no, yes, maybe, and I need to drink water, I need to use rest, I need to brush my teeth, I need to get my second, I need to do my homework. If you could maybe give some tips uh, for, for, for the topic of bedtime. So you hit it on the mark. <laughs> this is a question that I've been asked at parenting forums. What to do about bedtime? It becomes very tense. And especially in a family where you have different age children. You have older children and you have younger children. Yeah, they want the to sleep children, later. They want to sleep right. They need to sleep earlier. The older children can take care of themselves. But the younger children who need to go to sleep with your aid and your assistance, and they don't want to and becomes a fight and the house becomes very tense, what can we do about it? <laughs> I saw Rabbi Moshe Feinstein says something very interesting. Someone asked him a shayla, a question. The question was, we all know that on Shabbos, you're not allowed to prepare for the weekday. It's prohibited. Someone asked him, can you get your child ready for bed on Shabbos? Meaning Shalashodah's time, at the end of Shabbos, but he's not going to go to bed till after Shabbos. So you're, you're putting on the pajamas on now. You're putting on the pajamas now on Shabbos. There's an hour left to Shabbos. But I know his bedtime is not till after Shabbos. Is that permitted or is that considered preparing on Shabbos for after Shabbos? Amazing, Charlie. Great question. So you may think it's silly, but it's not. Ramesha says, from here you learn a parenting lesson. Many people feel the way to put your children to sleep is snap a finger. 
Bedtime, everybody go to bed. That's it. Maishi, Sarah, 7.30. Get the pajamas and get into bed. And that's where all the fights start. Is 7.30 a specific time that should be bedtime or that just came out of the rabbi? <laughs> it's it's pretty neutral. Neutral. Uh, territory. Okay. okay. Because I've heard seven, I've heard eight. Well, it okay. depends on the age. Depends on the age. Okay. Right. <laughs> Moshe says that it's the ideal. Because you're not preparing on Shabbos for after Shabbos. The way you get your child prepared for bedtime is in advance. You first notify them, Shlaimi, Sarah. You're going to be going to bed in a half an hour, in 45 minutes. Let's start getting ready now. Finish playing with the blocks. Finish playing with the puzzles. You have another half an hour. Let's put on your pajamas now. Now the kid is becoming receptive to bedtime. And it doesn't become a fight. And it's not tense. It's a build-up. It's a build-up. And Moshe says that it is 100% permissible to put on pajamas and get ready on Shabbos because that's the proper way. You're not putting them to bed right now. It's an anticipation for after Shabbos. And this is a classic way to parenting and alleviate the stress when we do it in this way. Powerful. Very, very, very true. And it could be the same thing with regards to an essence that just say cleanup time. Okay, guys, done. stop playing. You know, let's put this... Do- no, 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 no. Guys, another 20 minutes left, 10 minutes left, get ready. We're going to be putting, that's what the rabbi is suggesting. Right. Give, give some sort of a buildup that the, the child's brain should be ready, powerful, amazing. And it's not only for children, by the way, even adults. Even look at yourself and ask yourself, if someone comes over to me and says, right now, get into the car, we're going. How do you feel about <laughs> Where, that? Where, what, how? You didn't prepare me. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll be resistant to it. Even as adults, we want to be, Acknowledged and prepared in advance that something is about to happen. So could you imagine a child? How much more so? How much more so? So many people discuss the topic of a chinuch, of a child wearing, of education of children. And they say, oh, education, that belongs to the yeshiva, to the schools. We pay certain amounts for tuition. They should deal with it, you know. <laughs> I come home from work. It's a long day. I should be enjoying. It's not my job to, to educate. What 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 do we say to such a a parent which uh, which thinks this way? And I've seen this. This is a, a great question. Parents do feel that way. That I have a financial obligation, which is to pay my children's tuition, send them to yeshiva, send them to school. They take care of the education. I take care of the finances. That's completely wrong. That's only part of it. Of course you have to pay your financial <laughs> obligation. But that's called helicopter parenting. Helicopter? Well, helicopter. Oh, helicopter. <laughs> Meaning you, you, you take your kid in your helicopter and you drop them in the schoolyard and then you lift <laughs> off and you are fulfilling your obligation. But the real success of education is to partner with the school. I'm a partner with you. I'm a partner with the rabbeim, the rabbis, the moros, the teachers, the principals, from the time my child enters school until they graduate. And it's not just elementary school. It applies to high school. It applies to seminary. It applies to base medrash. The school, the yeshivas, the yeshivot, have to feel that the parents are interested. And they're, if partners. The parents, they're partners. And if they feel that they're interested and they're partners, you're going to have successful children. But if you can exempt yourself and say, it's it's not my concern, it's not my worry, it's your worry, you do it. That's not a working partnership. That's not going to be successful. 
It's 100% true. And we have to constantly call the teachers, how is my child doing? And it's not when they're younger only, even when they're older, be there for them. When your child knows you called and you give over nachas to the trustee, I just spoke to your Rebbe, I just spoke to your Mora, do you know what they said about you? And your child feels good, wow, my parent is interested in me. They're giving over, and they want to achieve, and they want to make me happy. Every child wants to make their parents happy. 100%. Um, one of the things uh, that uh, that I unfortunately have seen is that there's uh, parents comparing children. Oh, look at uh, this one, or look at that one, and why can't you? Um, I've heard that it's dangerous and not right, if the rabbi could touch upon that uh, topic of comparison. Uh, also, another fabulous question. It's a hot topic. That creates jealousy. And we all learn from Yosef Hatzadik yeah, that in the Torah. when Yaakov Avinu gave the Ksenis Passim, the special coat, it created a tremendous upheaval in the family where they sold Yosef. So we know from the Torah it's not the right thing to do. In the family, if we want to acknowledge a child's success, don't do it publicly. Privately. Do it privately. I'm so proud of you. You did so well right. in your tests. I'm so proud right. of you. You're a mevad. You gave in to you. That's Don't right. do it in the public. But right. sometimes they like the public. Uh... Very good. Absolutely. So there are different ways and methods to praising a child for achievement. It depends what the achievement is. If it's a general achievement, you display good middles. So that's something you could say to the whole table because we all want to learn from each other middles. Mm. It's not dependent. Good character traits you should make. Everybody could achieve good character traits. It's not dependent on the mind. So there are certain things that Hashem gave us a gift that you have a high IQ. You're very intelligent. You're very smart. That's not for everybody. So those type of recognitions you do privately and you reward them and you let them know about it. And they feel good. Don't post on the refrigerator, you got 150 on your test. <laughs> you, you scored a perfect SAT score. You know, the child can't do that. However, I'll share with you something and our audience. On Friday night, is a special time for Chinuch. I'll tell you something that we do in our home. Sure. It's very, very effective. We sing Shalom. We sing Shalom Aleichem. And then we give brachot to each child. Right. Now that's a standard, right? right? Most homes do that. Everybody should do that. If they don't, it's a right. lost opportunity. The, right. This is an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, amazing opportunity. But I'll add to the opportunity. When your child comes to you and you put your hand or hands on their head and you give them a kiss afterwards, tell them something that you are proud of that they exemplified and demonstrated that week. Not just the generic is right. Ad. Ad said, you know what? This week, I saw you help mommy clean the playroom. We are so proud of you. I heard this week you went, there was a kid in your class who was missing a snack. Your teacher called me and said, you gave away your snack. That doesn't create jealousy. That's not jealousy because everybody could do that. And every week, a father has to be cognizant and looking throughout the week for the good in your uh, children. How many times do we do that? We don't focus on it. Why? We're just too busy. So we don't have the time. But I know that every Friday night, I have a responsibility. And not only that, my children know that when they get a bracha, they're also going to get recognition. Compliments. Sometimes they're going to come to me and I'm going to be 
I didn't think. No, sir. Paddy, you have nothing to say. <laughs> and you know what? It's embarrassing. Wow. So I'm very ultra-focused. And sometimes I even write it down. I write it down, or I put it in my phone, in my notes, and I review it Friday. What am I going to say Friday night? And it's an unbelievable tactic. It shows love, a connection, a concern. And the kids look forward to that. Powerful and true and amazing, Rabbi Newirth. Um, one thing comes to mind. We're talking about positivity when they do something good. When they do, you know, we give them a compliment. What about the opposite? In scenarios where a child might not have done something that's right or proper to another sibling or at school or at the yard, what's the proper way to educate our children? Do we, okay, go to the corner, go to the bedroom, stay over there for, for, for 20? What, what, what does the rabbi suggest? Uh, uh, for, I guess, for lack of better words, punishment. Reprimanding? Reprimanding, there you go. So you're asking, how do we reprimand our children? Yeah. Well, every situation is different. That's There's right. no two situations. No one shoe size fits all. That's right. And that's why it's so important to read books to and read to listen to the Parenting by the Parsha. Oh, let's let's show it to everyone. Parenting in the Parsha by Rabbi Ari Newirth, right over here. It's amazing. Every single week's parsha, you're able to connect something. Yes, yes. <laughs> and yomtif. And yomtif. And yomtif. Okay. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Uh, approbation uh, is coming by Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky over here. Amazing. So we don't have all the you, have, you have to read. You, you have, have to, to learn. Read. You have to ask your abayim. You have to ask the rov of your shul if you don't know, because sometimes when we reprimand in the wrong way, it could cause such a wound that is not reparable. And we're going to suffer from that. And our children are going to suffer from that. It's just not worth it. So even if we see our child do something and it, it's necessary to admonish them, don't do anything until we know what to do. Sheval said Adif. It's better to just. Right. Do you have to reprimand them right away? No. Even if you reprimand them a day later, two days later, it's okay. But if we have that intuition, and that emotion, I got to do something right now. I got to react right now. That it might come w- from the wrong place. Also. That's right. From anger. Or from- right. And it could really, really cause tremendous damage. It's, it's just not worth message. it. 100% true, Rabbi Ari North. How does one get a copy of Parenting on the Parsha? Is it available at local Jewish uh, Local Jewish bookstores. Local bookstores. It, this was published by Menucha Publishers, and we thank them for that as well. Okay, amazing. Okay, if you read the book, you have minucha, you have some sort of, uh, you'll feel that. Uh, okay, Rabbi Ari Nuith, we have a minhaga custom. So many gems we heard so far is uh, a final message for our broad audience. I want to impart to everybody as follows, that we could have all the advice, we could read all the books and all the svarim, but ultimately the success in raising children properly is through tefillah, <laughs> prayer. That's first and foremost. People ask me, so when do you start? You start under the chuppah, or maybe even before, but at least under the chuppah, when you're standing there with your wife, you should daven, that you should have children, to gift our children. And in Hashem, you'll have the children, and you ask Hashem, please give me the siyata deshmaya, the heavenly assistance, to have the knowledge to properly raise our children the way you want us to, that's first and foremost. Everything else that we learn from Svarim and books is ishtadut. It's only effort. Make, making an effort. But we have to know at the end of the day, it all comes from the Rebbein Shalaitan. 
I want to conclude, with your permission, Please. a story. Ah, oh, love stories. And this story will lend itself to a bracha, which I want to give to everybody. 100%. In Yerushalayim, there was a mother on Friday afternoon who sent her little boy, Shlaimi, to the Makolet, to supermarket. the store, supermarket, small supermarket on the corner, to buy some special fruits for Shabbos. She gave her son a few shkallim. He went to the store, and he's looking at each bin. In one bin, there was dates, and another bin was pomegranates, and another bin was figs, and then in the next bin was cherries. And he was riveted to the cherries. He wanted those cherries. The owner of the store sees him, and he sees this little boy staring at the cherries. He says, Shalami, take some. It's okay. Take some. Bring it home for Shabbos. And he sheeplessly walks away. And he comes around to each bit again. And he sees the pomegranates and the figs and the dates. And once again, his eyes are focused on the cherries. And the owner sees him. And he says, Shalami, I told you already. You could take. And again, he retreats back. And he walks around the store. He goes to all the bins and reverts right back to the cherries. Luscious, red, juicy cherries. Oh, you're going to be hungry here. <laughs> <laughs> the owner says, you know something? I'll give it to you. And the owner digs his sand into the cherries, and he puts it into a plastic bag. And he says, here, go home. Tell Enjoy. your mother good Shabbos. He runs out of the store with the bag of cherries. He enters the home. He says, Mommy, I got delicious fruits for Shabbos. Mm-hmm. What is what you got? Got cherries. Just cherries. I didn't give you enough shkallum for cherries. Cherries are expensive. <laughs> he says, well, I'm going to tell you the story. I wanted the cherries. And the owner says, take. I didn't want to take. And then he told me again, take. I didn't want to take. And then finally, he took with his own hand, and he gave it to me in a bag. So mother says, something I don't understand. If he told you to take the why first time, take? why didn't you take why did you have to wait for him to take? He says, Mommy, I'll tell you why. His hands are bigger than mine. <laughs> the message is that we need bracha. Yeah, for sure. We need bracha. Who is the one who has the ultimate power to give us bracha? And Hatzlacha, success, is Hashem. It's the Rebbein Yishalayim. Hashem, I want your hands. Oh. Not my hands, not his hands. Not her hands, want your hands. Give us the bracha. Give us the heavenly assistance to succeed with the greatest commodity you gave us. Children. They are the future of Kaiser. 100%. What a powerful message, Rabbi Ari Neuwirth. Uh, the importance of parenting, chinuch. When I thank the rabbi for coming all the way from Madison, New Jersey, it means so much to us. And we want to remind our audience every single Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, chazak.org slash live, chazak Torah Talks with special guests. What an amazing Torah Talk we just had. I enjoyed every single moment of it, Rabbi, and we're very, very thankful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here. I want to thank all of our podcasts and platforms, and a special shout-out to Torah Anytime for hosting this uh, Torah Talks podcast. And also to Daily Giving of the Holiday Goes Very Far Away. We want to remind everyone, Right now is the season, this is the time, Chazak's uh, main mission of getting kids from public schools into yeshivot and after school programs, Sunday school programs, teen division programs, for all those that can't make it to yeshiva, where we're really, really growing Baruch Hashem, over 1,600 neshamas, Baruch Hashem, from public schools to yeshiva, have been transferred, many, many more, with your support, chazak.org. 
chazaq.org. Please be part of it. Please spread the word. Suggestions for future guests are always welcome. And dedications are always welcome. Thank you very much. And only be Wow. <laughs>